He was favored by Tachesis and Zeboim. Talk about a one-two punch of powerful gods at your back. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about Dulcet Ericus, also known as the Emperor of Ancelon. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance Gaming Materials using my affiliate links. Now, I'm referencing original DL modules and War of the Lance sourcebook in addition to the Emperor of Ancelon novel for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. One might say Dulcet was a product of his environment. The post-cataclysmic world in Kerr was a violent one. Warlords vying for territory, ogre incursions, and a less-than-hospitable region of Kryn. But what Dulcet lacked in love and support, he more than made up for in violence and harsh reality. When he was a child, he witnessed his father, Cortel Ericas, a devotee of Tachesis, murder his mother. One can say he was set down the path of vengeance from birth. Young Dulcet took to studying the sword, and by the time he was 20 years old, he was an accomplished campaigner looking to retire peacefully. But most importantly, he had exacted revenge on his father. And best of all, it was blamed on an ogre, Red Tusk, which Dulcet allowed to spread, and he found more satisfaction in exacting revenge on Red Tusk as well. Revenge to Dulcet was the gift that kept on giving. However, as noted, he did realize that there were very few old campaigners, and so when he approached the moneylender and merchant Habar Akuk for a way of consolidating his wealth to travel and settle down, Habar, guided by Tachesis, presented Dulcet with a small locket. This would be only one of many moments where the gods would intervene to test Erika's, but it can be seen as the first test that would set Erika's down the path of his own father as a priest of Tachesis. Now, it is important to note at this point that Dragonlance has inconsistencies. If you've watched this channel for any length of time, it should be apparent to you. Ariakas originally started out in the DL modules as a 23rd level cleric and fighter, but later he would be mentioned as a fighter mage. What is important to understand is that divine and arcane magic on Kryn both come from the gods. Ariakas was favored by Tachesis, so she granted him the power he needed when he needed it. And you don't want to argue with Tachesis about the difference between class rules and disparities in types of magic. Dulcet would become infatuated with the woman in the locket, by design, and when it's stolen by two Kender, also on behalf of Tachesis, they would then lead him to the woman's location in the Tower of Oberon. This is where Dulcet has his final test by Tachesis, as he nearly dies rescuing the lady who turned out to be a priestess of Tachesis. She healed Dulcet, and they spent the winter celebrating their carnal existence, we'll say. When spring came, the lady demanded that Erika's kill her, and after having already sworn an oath to do anything she asked, Dulcet did just that. This presented the avatar of Tachesis to him, and her final bargain with him. Tachesis revealed that she has been watching Dulcet his entire life, grooming him to be the commander of her future armies. He's granted a seat at her side when she enters Kryn. Dulcet is overcome with both the realization that the gods do in fact exist, and with Tachesis' devotion to him, and accepts 
He is sent to sanction to meet Rilish Parcane, the high priest of Tachesis in the Temple of Luricasis, and is presented with the opportunity to study the religion of Tachesis. Ericus is less than interested in becoming a priest and is then sent on a mission to help the Order create Draconians. This leads Ericus to Zakar, where he is double-crossed by the sitting king and barely escaped with his life. He's guided by Tachesis to the red dragon Tombfire. Tombfire was promised by Tachesis that he would serve her in a coming war after whom a dragonbane banished her from Kryn over a millennia before. Tombfire had been trapped under the Calchas Mountains. Ericus would free him after bargaining that once free, Ericus would command the dragon armies and Tombfire would command the dragons. This was another stark realization to Ericus. One, that dragons weren't in fact myth at all, but real. And two, that they were destined to be under his command. He would take Tombfire and exact revenge on the Zakar king and demand the new king send conscripted troops to his soon-to-be-formed dragon army and provide a steady flow of mold for the corruption of the dragon eggs to create draconians. When he returned to Sanction, the real work was to begin. With the creation of Draconians beginning and the troops from Zakar arriving, Ericus began an open invitation to mercenaries and warlords to join him. Everyone was paid, and with promises of victory, many were lured to his banner. In 334 Alt Cataclius, Zeboim would present herself to Dulcet Ericus, and after their union, Eric and Ericus would be born. In 337 AC, Ericus formed the dragon armies and assigned a dragon high lord to each, with himself at the head as emperor. What would follow is the quick conscription of the peoples of Estwile, the Taman Busuk, Kern, Kor, and the Blood Sea Isles. With the largest military force Kryn had ever seen in generations, filled with humans, dwarves, ogres, and minotaurs, to name a few, and all supported with the Dark Queen's new shock troops, Draconians, the dragon armies were truly magnificent and effective. After the stalemate in Sylvanesty in 350 AC, Ericus put a hiatus on expansion to focus on resupply and troop reviews. A year later, the dragon armies were once again ready to move with the invasion of Salamnia, Abanasinia, and Goodland. Ericus and his army were unstoppable. This fed into Ericus's single greatest weakness overconfidence. He simply could not imagine that he could fail. So when his dragon high lords began dying off and the Whitestone forces began to muster, he immediately sent Kidiara and her blue dragon army to squash the Whitestone forces at the High Clarist's Tower. This would instead turn into the dragon army's single greatest defeat, and with the return of the good dragons, the war was finally on. In 352 AC, Ericus called all of his dragon armies to Naraka to witness the coming of Tachesis, the Queen of Darkness, into the world, and he would then learn all about the Law of Consequence firsthand. Evil feeds upon itself. His favored High Lord Kitiara, backed by Lord Soth, made a play for his crown of power using Tanis Half-Elven. With the aid of Raceland Magir, the black-robed magician, Ericus's magical protection faltered, and Tanis Half-Elven killed Tachesis' champion and commander, leaving the dragon armies in mad disarray and signaling the first drumbeat of the Dark Queen's failure. Ericus was cruel and domineering, but equally brilliant and driven. He devoted the last half of his life to his queen, and by the age of 40, was the most powerful man on Kryn, until he wasn't. <laughs> 
we can chalk it up to the law of consequence or his own short-sightedness. But in the end, Ericus was the perfect example for his own son, who would then go on to create the greatest order of knights devoted to Tachesis that would ever walk Kryn. And that is a legacy you can eternally drink on while his soul rests in the abyss with his queen. But that is all I have to say about Dulcet Ericus. Do you think he was too easy to kill? Would Tachesis have seen through Raceland and hence Tannis's machinations? And finally, if the women he slept with died within a year, why was Kitiara spared? Leave a comment below. I would like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember... War! War! We're cold! Gather the flights! Mount the attacks!